it's Wednesday night and we are in a study concerning the charismatics and their twisting of scriptures. That's what they do. They pervert the scriptures. They take verses and completely out of context. I'm accused of that, but what I do is define the Greek words, the culture, the customs, the idioms, the metaphors, and I go to the text, what it means, what they're saying. Now, I also will give you parts of speech, whether it's a verb or a noun, etc. I've been talking to you about the charismatics because they use verses like Romans 4.17 that God quickens the dead and calls things that be not as though they were. That's resurrection from the dead. The only way you can call things that be not is by raising the dead. You cannot uh, say Cadillac, Cadillac, I get a Cadillac. That has nothing to do with that. It goes on to say in the next verse, verse 18, that Abraham did not consider his own body now dead, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He believed God when he was 99 years old and Sarah was 89 and she didn't ovulate anymore and he had no more seed or no more sperm. He couldn't have a baby, but God said, you're going to have a son. That's what that's talking about. It's talking about calling things that be not as though they were is raising the dead. God raised Isaac from the dead womb of his mother, the dead loins of his father. And I'm talking about what they're preaching is another Jesus. I started on this last week. I want to go back to it. Go over here to Second Corinthians 11 and verse 4. I didn't cover another spirit last week. Here in Second Corinthians 11, Paul said, I've espoused you to one husband talking to the church at Corinth that I may present you as a chaste virgin. And uh, he says, But I fear, in verse 3, lest by any means, as the servant beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your minds, your noema, your thinking, should be corrupted. The word is phthero. It means to be rotten. Your thinking will become rotten from the simplicity, haplites, meaning singleness, that's in Christ. And then he says, For if he that cometh to Corinth, he said there's some preachers coming to Corinth, and here's what they're preaching. He that cometh to preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, and if you have received another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel. I haven't really covered another gospel. I covered another spirit to an extent. He said, I'm afraid you will listen to these people and go along with them or bear with them. The other Jesus, we said, goes on later in the chapter and says it's Satan transforming himself into an angel of light. Satan doesn't come looking like Satan, like the popular 
uh, images in the movies on billboards and magazines. He doesn't come wearing a red suit, horns, and a tail. Satan comes disguised as Christ. And that word metaschematizo, transformed, means to disguise oneself. Now, when the Bible speaks of being deceived, when the Bible speaks of being deceived, most of the world thinks it's something in a satanic outfit and it looks real evil. No, Satan comes just like the word dragon. The dragon gave the beast its power, its seed, and its great authority. Dragon is the word dracon, and it means to fascinate, make you feel good. It doesn't come as a as a diamondback rattlesnake and looking like a serpent. The word serpent in Genesis three and one serpent is that word nakash, and it comes from a word. That's spelled just like that. It means to enchant. So Satan, when he comes, is going to look enchanting to a human being, and he's going to fascinate and make you feel good and talk about you and all he can do for you. Now, he goes on to say, and if this man comes, he'll have another spirit. He'll be preaching out of the Spirit. The Spirit, the Bible says, John fourteen fifteen sixteen, John fifteen twenty six, John sixteen thirteen, First John five and six, John fourteen, starting in verse fifteen, goes all through there, fifteen, thirteen, sixteen. 16, no, 15, 23, 16, 13, 1 John 5 and 6, the Bible says the Spirit is truth. So if someone comes preaching another spirit, they're going to be preaching something that is not the truth. The truth means to take the cover off. Alathea is the word A L E. T-H-E-I-A. It's, it comes from Lanthano, which means to hide, or lie hid, and the alpha privative. When the alpha privative, privative means it's private, and it really negates that word Lanthano. Lanthano means to hide, or lie hid, or conceal, to conceal. The word the word alantano translates truth, aletheia, and it means not to hide anything. So if somebody is is preaching another spirit, they're hiding the truth about it. And all the preachers are hiding the truth in America because I don't hear any of them defining anything. Oh, once in a while, one of them, every six months, will say, well, that's a Greek word that means this. And usually they're not correct and it's spot on target. 
They're just kind of guessing at it. Well, that's not what it's talking about. And it says that Satan is transformed into an angel of light. I've said this, and I want you to really understand this. When Satan comes, he comes looking just like Jesus. His preachers are transformed into apostles of Christ. And that's those people in the pulpit that are hiding the truth by pulling it out of context, by twisting it and wrenching it, and you can't tell what they're saying. Sometimes the good preachers are twisting truth, the ones that are really trying to be truthful, but they're way off base because they won't explain exactly what these words mean. Now, I want to talk to you about the last point in this tonight. And another gospel. Another gospel. This is really something I really want to emphasize to you. They're going to be preaching another gospel. Another gospel. Here's the whole point. What is the gospel? What is another gospel? Well, the word gospel, preach the gospel, is one word in the Greek. When you find preach the gospel, it's the word euangelizo, E-U-A-G-G-E-L-I-Z-O. That is the one word in the Greek, preach, and it was translated preach the gospel. That's what it was translated into. And it is a construction of EU, meaning well, and A-G-G-E-L-O. Angelo is the word angel. Angel, angelo, just, or angelos, just means messenger. So if you preach another gospel, then you're preaching another well message. And it's not well because it's not the message of God if it's another gospel. I want to, huh? You left the R off the messenger. Off of what? Messenger. Messenger. Okay. I want to get into what is the gospel. There are some, there are some axioms in algebra. I really want you to learn it. Well, you would learn it in the first week or two of an algebra class. And you can say, but Jim, I didn't do good in algebra. That's because, I'm going to tell you why you didn't. You had a bad teacher. Algebra is like falling off of a log. And to really preach the gospel, tell you what it is, I need to give you some axioms from algebra. Let me show you what algebra is. It's one of the simplest things in our universe. It's all through the Bible. Algebra is like a seesaw on a playground. That's all it is. Just a seesaw. This expresses algebra than anything else. There's a seesaw. 
A seesaw is an equation. Seesaw. Now, I've been on seesaws when I was a little kid. And if I got on the seesaw and somebody was heavier than me, this is what happened. They were too heavy for me to balance with them. I'm up here. I'm up here and they're down here. What you want to do in algebra, you got to keep the equation balanced. If you've got a 100-pound kid over here, and you got a 100-pound kid holding on to this seesaw, and he's 100 pounds, this is the balancing the equation. This over here, X has to equal Y. This 100-pound kid is Y. you got a 60-pound kid over here at this end. How much are you going to have to put in his lap to make this balance? 40. Huh? 40. 40. That's X. That's what you're looking for. What is X? 40. It's 40 pounds. Now, that's what algebra's about, really, basically. This seesaw right here. Now, there's some... I use axioms, algebra axioms, in my teaching. I just don't tell you they're algebra. You don't even know I'm doing that. And with the gospel, I want to show you that. There's... If if you add... If you get 40 pounds added to this guy, and you add another, somebody comes along and hands him some instrument or rock, a rock that's 20 pounds more, to keep this balanced over here, how much do you have to add to this guy? 20 pounds. When equals are added to equals, 20 is equal to 20, and it's added to 100 and 100, it's still equal. Things added to equal, the results are equal. That's, I use that all the time. Things added to equals. The results are equal. And there's another axiom that you'll learn the first week in algebra. If they would teach like this, they could people would understand it easier. When they say X is Y and you add twenty to it twenty to X and what's Y after this and you don't know X and Y's and twenties and Z's, do you? Crazy. Put it like this now. Had a guy call me this morning, he said, I saw one of your tapes. He's from El Paso. His name was Victor. And he called and he said, you preached this algebra message and it was wonderful. Well, this has to do with the gospel. If I can find something that's equal to the gospel, gospel equals, then I've, I've, I've kind of solved my, my problem. If equals, this is another one. Equals are substituted
4 equals the results are equal. Let me show you this in the Bible. The results are equal. Now let me show you. We're looking for the gospel. Somebody's preaching another gospel. We need to find what the gospel is. Now these are mathematical laws that are always true. If we can find something that's equal to the gospel, then equals can be substituted for equals the results are equal. If we can find something equal to the gospel, let's do this. Let me go over here to Mark the first chapter, okay? Mark 1. You'll see exactly where I'm going when I read Mark 1. I'm finding something equal to Mark 1. This will help you understand the Bible better than anything. Is learning the, at least these two algebraic laws. It'll help you to see it. Now, I'm going to show you how I put together Old Testament Scripture. Mark 1. Here's the beginning of the true gospel. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Oh, the gospel was here long before Jesus came and before the apostles were, were here. It was written in the prophets. So what was written in the prophets? Gospel equals written in the prophets. We've got to find out what that is. But we're going to have to look at what it says right here. We have to look at what it says right here. Here's the beginning of the gospel. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger. This is the gospel written in the prophets. I send my messenger before thee, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So the gospel equals. Equals prepare the way of the Lord. Notice there's that way, way, way. So the gospel equals the way, doesn't it? Gospel equals the way. Gospel equals the way. The word way is hodos. Well, we know what the hodos is. That's a common Greek word for way, highway, journey, road. 
That's the way. Well, there's two ways. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. We're going to find the gospel in one of these ways because Jesus said, I am. In John 14, I am the way. It's very important to understand the word the. The is a definite article. When you have a definite article, you don't have any indefinite articles in the Greek. You have them in the English. He didn't say, I am a way. That would mean there could have been other ways. He didn't say, I am an way. A and N are the indefinite articles. I mean, you can have an apple or you can have a a car, but that means there could be other apples and other cars. When you say the, that means specific. There is no other concerning this. That's an exact definite article. So that means Jesus said, I am the only way that is the way, and it is a narrow way. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. That's why people hate this message of defining words, because they don't like the narrow way. So the gospel is the hodos, and narrow is the way. That word way is hodos. That word hodos can mean way, road, journey. So wherever we can find the narrow way, narrow is the word T-H-L-I-B-O. Thalibo. Well, that is the that is the verb form of Thalipsis. Thalipsis is the common word. This is the the noun. It's the common word tribulation. Tribulation. So if tribulation is the way, and Jesus said, I am that way, and the gospel is prepare you the way. Remember the word prepare, hetoimos, H-E-T-O-I-M-A-S. You can recognize that from Ephesians 2.10. Uh God hath before ordained that we should walk in these good works. Before, before ordained is the word prohetoimazo. It means to fit up. This means to fit up pro in advance. So God has prepared a way, and that's the gospel, and that is the narrow way. So wherever you can find the way, you can fit the gospel in. Or wherever you can find the gospel, according to these rules, equals can be substituted for equals. So you can say, since the gospel is preparing the way, and there's a narrow way that leads to eternal life, 
you can say that the narrow way is the gospel. Or wherever there is a gospel, you can substitute narrow is the way, because equals substituted for equals. If narrow is the way and the gospel is the way, they're the same thing, aren't they? They're equal to each other. Right? Y'all understand that? I'm not I'm just teaching you first day of algebra and I but I'm not, we don't call it algebra because you said, Oh, I didn't do good in algebra. <laughs> you had a terrible teacher, that's why you didn't. Algebra is simple as as simple as can be. If I said Mary's gonna bake a banana pie and here's what she's gonna do. This is an equation. Milk plus bananas plus flour plus sugar plus whatever else plus uh, plus an hour in the oven or I don't know how long it takes uh, 45 minutes equals a banana pie that's this plus this plus this plus this, plus this equals a banana pie that's an algebra equation and if you don't have one of these items butter you can substitute something for that. And if equals are substituted for equals, the results are equal. You don't have butter, but you put something else instead. You still got the banana pie. That's algebra. You do it at cooking every day, and you don't even know you're doing it. I still hate it. Huh? I still hate it. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And if you learn it, you can substitute things all through the Bible. Now... Let's look at something else the gospel is. Look over here. I'm not through with the way. Look over here in in Luke, the third chapter. These algebra equations, these laws of algebra work everywhere you look at anything. I've said this before. I've never had anybody come up and say, that's really interesting. To me, it's like overwhelming. Look here in the third chapter of Luke. Look at verse 2. Annas and Caiaphas, being the high priest, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zechariah. That is John the Baptist. See that in the first chapter of Luke as in the wilderness and he came into all the country about Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah baptism of repentance the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way. That is also the gospel because prepare ye the way is the gospel. Prepare ye the way is the equals the gospel. And prepare you the way
prepare way equals baptism of repentance. Now, I can prove to you that he's not talking about water simply by parsing the words. Parsing means to point out what part of speech they are depending on where they are in the sentence. Baptism of repentance Baptism of repentance. When you look up repentance, of repentance, in a Greek lexicon, it will tell you that it is genitive case. Genitive means that baptism, it shows possession. That's what genitive case is. Baptism of repentance. Of repentance means baptism is owned by true repentance that can't be water. It's not possible. Just the fact that it's of repentance. Baptism belongs to repentance. And if you're repenting, you're being instructed, you're sorry for your sin. You're willing to take the blame and you're embarrassed for it according to Jeremiah 31, 18 and 19. So baptism of repentance is the gospel. If baptism of repentance is prepare you the way, if that's prepare the way, and if the gospel is prepare you the way in Mark the first chapter, Mark 1, the first few verses, is prepare the narrow way. And if baptism repentance is prepare you the way, then baptism repentance and the gospel are the same thing, aren't they? Aren't they? Can anybody see that and tell me yes? Aren't they the same thing? If baptism repentance is prepare the way and the gospel is prepare the way, they're the same thing, aren't they? That's why baptism is blood, not H2O. That's why it's blood, because it belongs to repentance. Well, we're talking about baptism of repentance is, it is the same thing as the gospel, isn't it? So if they were preaching another gospel, those preachers that come into Corinth, they weren't preaching the baptism of repentance and they weren't preaching the narrow way because the narrow way is the baptism of repentance is the gospel because the Bible says it is. And you say, baptism equals the gospel. Baptism equals the, equals prepare you the way. The gospel equals, equals prepare you the way. The gospel is the way. They're the, all the same thing, and that's what I'm always doing with you. Let me show you something else I'll do. If I can prepare you the way it was written in the prophets, wasn't it? Let me show you something you can where you can find out words. Go over to Isaiah the fortieth chapter. This is what he was talking about. So the baptism is prepare you the way. The gospel is prepare you the way. Look here in 
Isaiah 40. The Bible says the gospel was written by the prophets. And didn't Luke say it's written in the book of Isaiah, prepare you the way of the Lord? Didn't it say that? I'm asking you a real simple question. (laughs) It's not like something you have to think about. Luke said, prepare you the way was written in Isaiah. Well, we're going to look at where it's written here in Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. And this will establish every time you find this word in the Old Testament, it's going to equal the hodos. I'll show you what I mean. Isaiah 40. 40. All right. Verse 3. This is talking about John the Baptist, and he's not even born yet. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Let me ask you, is that the gospel? That is the gospel, isn't it? The gospel is talked about over here in the Old Testament before Jesus even came and died, isn't it? It prepare you the way that was written in the prophets, and the way is narrow. Only thing is, this is the word direct. This word here, this is Hebrew. We've moved from Greek over to Hebrew, right? This word here is the word direct. We get our word direction from that. Direct, therefore, over here in the Old Testament, it says prepare you the direct. In the New Testament, it says prepare you the way. Therefore, you can substitute equals for equals. If direct is prepare you the way and hodos is prepare you the way, they're the same thing, aren't they? This is talking about tribulation over here because we defined it. We defined it in the New Testament. Over here it was tribulation, wasn't it? So this is equal to whatever this is, isn't it? Huh? Yes. So you can come up and say, and wherever you find direct. It's going to be the same thing as Hodos, isn't it? Everywhere you find it in the Old Testament. Anywhere you find it. Look here. He says, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Long answer to that. Let me show you something else. Go over here to Deuteronomy the 13th chapter. We're going to look at direct some more. Deuteronomy, the 13th chapter. Remember, in the Old Testament, the word way is direct. In the New Testament, it's the word hodos. They're the same thing, aren't they? Prepare you the way. Prepare you the direct. Prepare you the hodos. Same thing. He says here in the 13th chapter, 
This is very serious when people try to talk you out of being in the narrow tribulation way. It's very serious on their part. God required anybody in the Old Testament that tried to get people out of the direct that they had to die. It says it right here. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and even if the sign or wonder comes to pass, whereof he spake unto you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them, thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or the dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams People always call me once in a while saying, I've been dreaming, I have dreams. Don't you believe that kind of stuff? We have the Word of God to teach us now. And all those things were given to Old Testament prophets. They didn't have the written Word of God then. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the direct. They're trying to get you to quit walking in the same word as hodos in the New Testament. Same word as the narrow way, same as the tribulation way. If someone tries to keep you from walking in the narrow way, they deserve to die. Kind of like Jezebel when she gave orders for two witnesses to to bear witness against Naboth, the Jezreelite, she signed her death warrant. I said Sunday morning because if if two witnesses get together and bear witness against somebody and they're wrong and they're lying, they have to suffer the penalty that was given to that person. And what? Would the gospel also be the resurrection? Oh, yeah. So that would be resurrection point. is anastasis. 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 That is the word a resurrection. And it's feminine gender. It doesn't mean the resurrection of Christ. All but twice in the New Testament... And one time, particularly over in Matthew, the 27th chapter, the word resurrection is engiro, E-N-G-E-I-R-O, which means to resurrect or raise from the dead. Every time the word resurrection is there, and the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 through 4, that the resurrection is the gospel. 
and the resurrection means to come to life after dying. So the resurrection being the gospel would also be prepare you the way of the Lord. It'd be the tribulation way. You can substitute one thing for another if it's equal. You understand what I'm saying? Whenever you find equals, you can substitute them for equal. Everywhere you find the gospel or the resurrection or baptism, you can put in the gospel. The word evangelize is euangelizo. It means a good angel, and that is the gospel, preach the gospel, preach the gospel, euangelizo. And the word euangelion, E-U-A-G-G-E-L-I-O-N, is the word evangelism. When people talk about evangelizing, it's just preaching the way, the narrow way. It's preaching blood baptism, which is death to self. All of this is going to come out the same way. Let me give you another verse. Go over to Proverbs. This will really help you. Well, I ought to finish reading that over Deuteronomy 13, verse 6. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, and get out of the way which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely the gods of the people which are around about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee, from the one of, of earth unto the other end of the earth, thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall thine eye pity him, neither shalt thou spare, either spare, neither shalt thou conceal him, but thou shalt surely kill him. Boy, how would you like to live in Israel? Somebody's trying to get you out of the narrow way. You had to die and pay with your life. Thine hand shall be first upon him to put him to death. And afterwards, it's the hands of the people. In other words, what this is saying, you have to separate from the world that doesn't like the narrow way, which is the gospel, which is the truth. Go over here to Proverbs 12. Look here in Proverbs 12. Do you think the narrow way is serious to God? We've established that it is the direct. Look over here in Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12. Proverbs 14, excuse me. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a direct. You see where I'm going with this? There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death and destruction. That is the broad way that leads to destruction. The broad dose. Well, you can live the way you want to live. You see, there are two hodos. 
One is the broad way, one is the narrow way. That's the gospel. You have to learn to put these things together this way. And this is mentioned more than one time. This is also 14 and 12. You go over to 16 and verse 25. 16, 25. There is a way, uh, there is a direct. We've already established that's there's two directs, a narrow way, a narrow dose, a narrow direct, and a broad way, a broad direct. And the broad way leads to destruction. And this is the one that men say, God wants us to have everything we want. It's not true. And that's what the charismatics say. They pervert and twist the word of God. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man... But the end thereof are death and destruction. That's that wide gate and broad way that leads to destruction. So anywhere you find the way in anything that it's equal to, you can substitute the gospel, the way, the baptism of repentance. They are all the same. Can you see that? Anytime you can see something that's the same as something else, you can substitute it for it. I do this when I'm teaching. Well, I've got maybe one other. Let me give you one other here. In early Proverbs. Well, I was going to give you another. I forget what it was. You got them all over the place here. Anywhere you find the direct, the way and it's direct, it's the hodos. If it's the right, if it's the narrow way, talking about the way that he's talking about. Well, I've got several of them I could give you here, but I want to go on over here and show you something else that you can use these axioms out of algebra to look at the truth. Can you see that? Equals substituted for equals. Anywhere you find blood baptism. When Jesus said, can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? He's talking about his death on the cross the next day. He could have said, can you suffer the gospel that I'm going to suffer tomorrow? The same thing. Because the blood baptism was preparing the way and the gospel is prepare you the way. Can you see? That is real simple, folks. Simple. If they're equal to each other, you can substitute. Let me show you something I use on you all the time. Go back over here to Third John, or Second John. Second John. And I use this all the time with you. I don't have y'all noticed that I use substitute one thing for another. I always just pick it up and move it over to something it's equal to. And when people want to argue over whether God loved Jacob, this is a way to su- this is the way to use equal substituted for equals, the results are equal. If you have this is equal to this, and you can substitute anything for this over here, it's still equal. If it's equal to something, find anything that it's equal to. 
You can, re- you can substitute any equal for any equal in the universe. Now look here. Second John 6. I use this all the time. This is, is this is algebra as much as you can. It's algebra, but it's simple. Algebra is not hard. I can slow down real slow and show it to you. It's that seesaw. Add something to one end. All you got to do is add an equal to the other end, and you still got a balanced seesaw. As long as you got the same weight, and that's all algebra is about. It's about balancing the equation. That's all. Now look at Second John six. Second John six. This is love. This is how much difference it makes on whether you're talking about agape or phileo. I've said this many, many times. I'm going to leave those over there. Equal substitute for equals, the results are equal. Everywhere you find is a form of to be. You got the being verbs. Be is, am, are, was, were, being, been, have, has, had, do, does, did, shall, will, should, would, may, might, must, can, good. They're all a form of the verb to be. Is means exist. Am means you exist. To be means you exist. To be means you are an existing being. And anything denotes that says the same thing. This is love. So is, let me put it this way. Agape, agape equals. Anytime you put equals... You can put equals for is. Is means it equals. Do you see that? Very simple. So agape equals that we walk after his commandments. That's what agape is. I used to call this Greek professor out the other side of town. He said one day, you're going to find just as much definition in the context of a word as you will going to all the dictionaries you can find. And he's exactly right. Because there's no better definition for agape. you got agape and phileo. Both of them been translated to the word. And you'll hear professors great scholarly men like John MacArthur will say, well, they're basically the same word. They are not. What are you talking about? 
they do, do look like the same word, P-H-I-L-E-O, look like A-G-A-P-E. They're two different words. Phileo means have affection for. Got several words for affection. Several words. Phileo. Philos. Philos is the word friend. Friend. They all have to do with affection. And Jesus said, You are my friends if... You are my friend if you keep my commandments. You do the things I say. Well, doing the things God says is walking the commandments. It's agape. God's love is not unconditional. You have to be doing what he says and for him to be friends with you. That's crazy to say they're the same word because agape is doing what God says. It's obeying, isn't it? When people say works have nothing to do with salvation, are you guys crazy that say that? We're created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in the good works. He's ordained for us to do that. And he's going to cause us to do that. I tell you what you do. Look up the word do, doeth, doing. Look those up in your concordance and see if they got any verses on them. I think they do. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. You have to be doing truth to come to the horizo. Prohorizo is the word predestinate. We have before been determined for the boundary of light, and the boundary of light is the where the light shines here and darkness is here, and we're brought from darkness to light. And you have to be doing the truth, which you can't do. God has to cause you to do that. It's God that works in you to willing to do of his good pleasure. Now, if you will look up the word obey, Obey is the word hoop, A-K-O-U-O. And here is basically the same word, A-K-O-U-O, which means to understand, and hupaku means to obey under. Or to hear under a man, be subordinate to him. If you got a subordinate, if you're subordinate on a job, you got to do what your boss says. Well, if you're going to obey God, the Bible has much to say about obeying. Paul told the Corinthians, the Galatians, "Did you hear the word of the law by hearing or obedience to the truth? It's by obeying, it's by obeying truth. We have to obey the truth." When God makes us new creatures, He requires that we obey the truth. Now, here's what I'm getting at. If agape equals walking after God's commandments, that's an equation right there. Equation, this equals this. If this equals this, everywhere you find agape, or the verb form, A-G-A-P-E-O, 
equals can be substituted for equals and the results are still the same. You could actually, when the Bible says, Jacob have I loved. Let me move this. Esau have I hated. Well, if that word love is a form of agape, Jacob have I loved, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. I'm trying to be as elementary as I can with this. Esau have I hated. And people will say, and preachers and doctors of theology will say, well, he just gave, he, he loved Esau less. He didn't love Esau at all. Not unless he gave Esau some of his commandments. Because that word loved is agapeo, A-G-A-P-E-O. What he's saying I gave my commandments to Jacob. I didn't give any to Esau. Esau is the land of Edom. That's just below Israel, just before you get out there into that desert. Edom didn't get any of the commandments of God. Did Jacob get the commandments of God? I guess he did. His name was changed to Israel. His name was changed to Israel in Genesis, the 32nd chapter. So when he said, Jacob have I loved, that's because he gave Jacob his commandments. Golly, I'll just want to make me want to pull my hair out when people say, well, I don't think he loved Esau less. He didn't get love Esau any. He didn't say, Esau, I'm going to give you two commandments, and I'll give Jacob the rest. Jacob became Israel. So... Esau have I hated. To hate means he didn't give any commandments to. If he has written his law on fleshy tables of your heart, you don't have to feel like you're saved or know you're saved. You just have to have that in your heart and you want to serve God in truth. That's the only reason Frank moved down here because he wanted to serve God with God's people in truth, right? That's the only reason. That's the only reason a lot of you moved here. Because you wanted to serve God in truth. That's proof of your salvation that you love the truth. It's not how you feel whether you feel saved or not. That has nothing to do with anything. Well, I used to think how I felt must have been determined my salvation. It don't. It's how much love in your heart is for God. If you want the truth, that's proof that you belong to him. That's the only reason that Sheldon and Milton moved down here, wasn't it? For the truth. So you could fellowship the truth. There's another word that you can substitute. Walking in the commandments of God is what I gave to Jacob. Instead of putting Jacob have I loved, Jacob have I given my commandments when his name was changed to Israel. Now, I don't know why you preachers can't get a hold of that. Agape was a relationship between a king and its subjects. 
This king gave his subjects laws. It wasn't whether they knew they were a subject of the king. They said, these laws come from my king. He's written them in my heart, and I have to be obedient to them. The fact that you care about the truth is proof of your salvation. It's not whether you feel like it or not. It's how much you love the truth. That is proof of your believing God. Now, let's... uh, God loved Jacob and hated Esau because he gave Jacob the commandments under the name of Israel. When Moses went up on the mountain, to get the law of God he brought it down for Israel only and God had written it on tables of stone and now God has written these things on fleshy tables of our hearts that's algebra whether you like it or not you you think you can flunk this you're not going to flunk God's algebra if he loves you he put it in your heart now, go to everybody's favorite verse. John 3.16. If you don't know what an adverb is, you're not going to have any idea what this verse is about. If you're not even interested, I'm going to give you an adverb. How much time to have, Mike? 31. All right. Definition is it. That's everything. If you don't like that, then you don't like the truth. John 3. These guys that preach this false doctrine, they're false teachers, they're liars, they take everything out of context. I'm not out of context. I'm defining and giving you the parts of speech. If you, we, we don't know what these words mean. When you see the word love, it's always phileo or agape. And why did they do that? I don't know. I don't think we had a broad enough language to correctly, to correctly translate it. They could have put affection instead of phileo. They could have... But we are to love one another and be friends with one another and be philos when we are walking in God's truth. But if our brother's not walking in the truth, we're to separate from him. Not in anger, just pull away and quit having anything to do with them. Not, I'm going to get them, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them off, I'm going to give them what for. You're not supposed to do that. Now, John 3. Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. I don't believe he came by night because he was ashamed. I believe he came by night because he couldn't get through the crowd during the day to get to him. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. He said, We know 
that you're come from God. How could he know that? He used the word Ido. He did not use the word Gnosko, no. Gnosko means to learn or have knowledge by something you have learned. Learned. It's kind of related to the word mathetes. Mathetes is the word learner or disciple. It means one who learns by being a disciple. You're able to be taught. You're, you can be taught. So, gnosko, didn't, that means to learn by being taught. Ido means to see, perceive. Nicodemus said, we perceive that you come from God. We can see it with our eyes. No man can do this except he come from God. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see it the kingdom. If Nicodemus meant what he said, he was already a believer. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Sounds ridiculous, he says. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water. It says and, but the word is chi. It also means even. Except a man be born of water, even the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called living water. Over there in John the fourth chapter when Jesus met the woman at the well. And he said, I'll give you living water and you'll never thirst again. Living water, they knew, was all that rushing water in the bottom of these deep wells or water rushing down some mountainside. They said that was living water and it was pure and that was right. They knew it was pure. It was living. It was moving. And so Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm speaking about spiritual things. And verily, verily, I say, except a man be born of water, even the Spirit, in other words, that's the same thing. The Spirit and living water is the same thing. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God was a term for Israel. We enter the kingdom by the finger of God. If I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, then the, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You're talking about a fleshly birth, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. I'm talking about spiritual birth. Marvel not, I said unto you, you must be born again. You must be born. The word again, anothen can prove that there is no free will in the new birth. Anothen. Anothen means from above. You have to be born by the will of God from above. We're born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God's will, John 1, 13. And then he says, I love verse 8, and I didn't know what it meant until I looked up the word listeth. 
The wind bloweth where it listeth. The word listeth is the word thalo. It is a form of the word thalema, T-H-E-L-E-M-A. And that is the word that I just quoted over John 1.13, that we were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That word thalema means determination. It was God's determination as to whether we would be spiritually born. Thalo means will. The wind blows where it wills to blow. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. The Spirit blows where it wills to blow and makes alive who it wants to make alive. Period. End of the sentence. Now canst hear the sound thereof and canst not tell from whence it cometh or whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said, Art thou a master over Israel? You're a rabbi, a teacher. Knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I said unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No man ascendeth up into heaven, but he that came down from heaven, that was Christ, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, over there in the book of Numbers 21 and 9, Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Then we go into John 3.16. John 3.16, For God so loved the world. That word loved is the verb form of agape. Loved. He gave his commandments to Jacob. We've already eliminated Esau, haven't we? Esau didn't get any commandments of God. Neither does anybody else that's not his sons. His sons, according to John 8 and 14, (coughs) are those who do the will of the Father. coughing up stuff. Excuse me. All right. For God so loved. If you don't pay any attention when I talk about so, this is one of the most important words in all this. This binds verse 14 with verse 16. So is an adverb. You got to know what an adverb is and what it does. You say, Jim, I don't know about adverbs. Adverbs tell how. Adverb. If you don't know that so is the adverb huto, H-E-U-T-O. Huto 
means in this fashion. Tells how it puts adverbs modify verbs adjectives and other adverbs adverbs this is an adverb here so it tells how or in what fashion God loved it actually modifies modify means to alter it alters excuse me alters the word loved so it puts a condition on the love of God God so loved the world he didn't love everybody in the world John 3.16 does not say that it tells how God loved so is referring back to verse 14 as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness for God in this same fashion loved the world well what happened there in Numbers 21.9 God turned a bunch of serpents loose in the wilderness against Israel because they were murmuring against God Moses began to cry out to God God what are we going to do and God says I'm going to put up this God says I want you to build this brazen serpent wrapped around a pole that's the doctor sign they use today have you seen that serpent wrapped around a pole? That's what the doctor's sign is. We heal here. And whoever looked lived. That's what he said. Whoever would look, they wouldn't die from the bite of those serpents. But you got to keep remembering Proverbs 20 and 12 the hearing ear you have to hear what was being said and the seeing eye the Lord has made even both of them only the ones that could hear the truth and looked lived for God in this same fashion loved the world and the only ones that will look are the ones that God gives spiritual eyes to see and they can hear that's why Jesus would say he that hath in here to hear let him hear let him hear is an imperative command that's one of God's commandments agape is walking after God's commandments now hear this hear akuo He's saying, everybody I've given ears to hear and eyes to see, I'm commanding you, hear this. Same thing when he said, let there be light. It wasn't the light's choice to be. It's not your choice to hear. If he gave you a hang here, you will hear. And all these imperative commands of God are all laws of God. They're all a part of God's agape.
for God in this same fashion. So you can take that word loved. He loved the world. He gave his commandments. Agape is walking after his commandments. Agape in third in second John six is the basic same word in John three sixteen. God gave walking the commandments to Jacob or to Israel and we are spiritual Israel and he's written upon fleshy tables of our hearts and we will hear and we will obey I'm not commanding you to do anything according to the word of God I'm telling you what's going on in your heart and your life if you desire truth and you want to talk about it Mary tells me all the time she said, I want to go out and talk to people. I want to witness to them. Then she turns around and says, I don't know why I'm, I'm saved. I said, I know you are. <laughs> because you got a hunger for the truth. That's all it that's all it takes to know who you belong, know where you belong with Christ. Is have a desire to tell people the truth. That's it. So you can substitute everywhere you find agape. You can substitute walking in his commandments to Jacob or to Israel. For God so or in this fashion loved. So alters the word, the verb. This is a verb. Adverbs modify or alter verbs. In this case, so alters the word loved somebody says god loves everybody john three sixteen says so it does not say that so 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 it's like we don't care what adverbs are verbs or adjectives or pronouns what do they have to do with us redneck just stupid to say something like that god just stuck so in there because he had no other reason thought i'll just put some pretty little word in there no he didn't do that and he so loved the world because he so gave his commandment. You could put God so gave his commandments. You can put it this way. God saved his, gave his commandments to Israel. And we are spiritual Israel, we're Jews of the heart. And he so gave his commandments to Israel, and we're spiritual Israel, that the word whosoever is not a Greek word. It's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. Doesn't say that whosoever believeth. I know why the writers put it in there. Because God had limited his truth to one flesh in the Old Testament to the Jewish flesh, the descendants of Adam, down through Noah, Noah's son Shem, where you get the word Semitic from, going down to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, gave his truth to these and ignored the Gentiles, which was the all flesh, ignored the Gentiles, and so I only give it to the Jews, and now he's giving it to all men, Gentiles, and that's why they said whosoever. Because the Gentiles were not allowed to have the truth over here in the Old Testament, except for a certain few people, like Rahab the harlot, and Ruth, and Nebuchadnezzar, and a few others. 
That's all. It doesn't say whosoever. Whosoever goes with, it goes with loved. It doesn't say whosoever. It says that God in this fashion loved the world. The word world is not our word world. It's the word cosmos. And it's actually not cosmos. It's, <laughs> it's actually cosmon. This is the way it's spelled in the Greek. K. You got a K. A. K. O. S. M. O. S. This is an S and this is an S. This is an S in the middle of the word, the oval with a flag on it. And this is an S on the end of a word. It's cosmos, but it's actually, since it is in the, since it is uh, accusative voice, it is spelled K O S M O. In cosmon, but they're basically the same word. It depends on where it is in the sentence. You have nominative, genitive, dative, and accusative case, masculine, feminine, neuter in the singular, masculine, feminine, neuter, feminine, neuter in the plural. You got 24 ways to spell the word cosmos. And this is cosmos here. And I keep saying nominative, masculine, and singular is all the concordance will give you. But this is in the accusative voice. The accusative voice is the direct object. The direct object receives the action of the verb. The direct object, God so loved. Let me give you something else about John 3.16. Anytime you have God referring to Jehovah God, every time it will say, the God. The fact that there's a definite article there means there is no other God. That's in your interlinear Bible. For God, for the God so loved the world, the orderly arrangement of mankind, it is masculine gender, it's talking about mankind, but it means an orderly arrangement. An orderly arrangement, you get you get the word cosmikos from that. That's a form of it. And if you take your Webster dictionary and you look up cosmetic, doesn't a woman put an orderly arrangement on her face before she goes out? Sometimes. She puts cosmetic. That's the how woman dresses herself and she's supposed to be dressing like a Christian woman. Cosmikos. It's the word adorn. When you find the word adorn, it's a form of the word world. And then it doesn't say 
that whosoever believes the Nam. But Jim, this doesn't say for the God so uh... It says it in the interlinear. Oh, you didn't say that. <laughs> says it in the interlinear Bible. You look at your interlinear, every time it says God, it says the God. Right before it. It says ho that's masculine gender the ho theos. It doesn't say it in your Bible, but it says it in the original Textus Receptus. That eliminates every other God. Huh? You didn't say that. No, that's, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> All right. Do I have any time, Mike? Eight. I'll give you the end of this. I hope you can understand. You can substitute walking in the commandments of God every time you find the word agape. Walking in God's commandments. Jacob had have I given the commandments of God. And his name was changed to Israel. And he was written upon fleshy tables of our hearts. He's given his commandments. And I don't care if you feel bad. And you don't feel like a Christian. And you're in the hospital. you got 110 fever. And you're dying. Whether you love the truth of God is whether you're a believer or not. Not whether you feel good or not. Has nothing to do with it. When you're down and sick and out and depressed. And, and you're sorrowful and acquainted with grief and you don't feel like things but somebody says do you believe the truth you'll say yes do you believe predestination yes I do but I don't feel like talking about it do you believe Christmas is pagan yeah but I don't talk about it right now yeah it's pagan everybody knows that it's not how you feel if the, the Bible doesn't say whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall feel saved <laughs> feelings ain't got nothing to do with anything and that's what these preachers preach we felt the spirit come down whoa jumping up and down and carrying on the bible does not say whosoever believeth it says that the believing all shall have everlasting notice he said if you're believing you have everlasting life not if you feel good that the the is singular masculine gender it's a definite article Definite article. Believing is a participle. A participle is a verbal adjective. Adjectives modify, alter nouns and pronouns. And there's one believing all, and that's and that is a pronoun for all the world. Are the and it's a pronoun, and it's singular. There's one all, one all, and that is the flock, the wife, the bride, the church. He didn't love everybody. When the Bible says, husbands, love your wives, 
in Ephesians 5, 25, as Christ loved the church, that's agape. Walk in God's commandments concerning your wife as Christ loved the church. How did he love the church? He died for his wife. Husbands, die for your wife. Put your life on the line. That's, that's walk in God's commandments concerning your family. God is love. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. All those every time are agape. Walk in God's commandments concerning your neighbor. That don't mean to like them. If they repent, you can be friends. If they're in a repentant state of mind, but you can't if they are not. You have to withdraw from people who walk disorderly and not according to the Word of God. The Bible says separate from them. And when you separate from them, if they are repentant, they will re- they, if it's in their heart, they'll repent and they'll be ashamed of themselves. I hope I've kind of gotten over to you tonight how you can substitute one thing for another all through the Bible. Everywhere. These mathematical rules apply in the universe everywhere. May I ask you something? Yeah. Did you say everywhere God is mentioned, it's always D in front of it? D. Always. Always. Yeah, the God. For the God so loved the world. But world is not our word. World it don't mean dust globe or, or earth. It means the orderly arrangement of mankind. That's what world means. And he didn't love it. He so loved the world. So is an adverb. Gosh, I did one message one time. I just called it so. And I talked about so all night. It's and people say, well that don't matter we don't care about adverbs well yeah well, that's why you don't understand the truth if you learn nouns and pronouns a pronoun takes the place of a noun uh, I, we, you, they that's pronouns and uh, if you learn nouns and pronouns I guess I need to somewhere along the way just show you all of this if you learn nouns, pronouns, adjectives, what they do, what they modify, they modify nouns and pronouns. And adverbs, and what a predicate nominative is. A predicate nominative, a direct object, an indirect object, This is the basic structures in a sentence. Direct object, indirect object, uh, 
and what and verbs and you got to separate them into being verbs or helping verbs helping verbs what do you mean by that well the car was running it helps you don't say the car running the car was running when it ran over the cliff uh, was helps running or the man is jumping up and down is jumping it's helping jumping and then you got action verbs action verbs a verb either shows action jump run fly those are action they show action and you got the being verbs be as am or was or so forth all those these are basically what you learn in first year English in school and you need these because if I didn't bring out so was an adverb I have never heard any other preacher bring that out nobody how can you figure out what John 3.16 means without so because it stops love from loving everybody in the world it modifies it it alters it from loving everybody God in this fashion loved if you say in this fashion if you say Jim so loves Hendersonville that don't mean I like the drunks in town if I so love Nashville that's because we're getting the truth out to them over the TV and over the internet but I don't love Nashville I don't love all the people in Nashville you got to so love something put a condition on it am I out of time okay let's pray Father thank you for truth sometimes I don't know what to say Lord I'm just trying as hard as I can help the people to understand especially these algebra laws so they can do this in the Bible and find out what these things mean fight our battles lead us to elect in Christ's name we pray amen I hope that is about as simple as falling off of a log. I hope it helps.